Welcome to the Port Charles Update with your hosts, Mish and Mel. Hello. Hello. Okay. Are you ready? So ready. Were you like dressed up? Were you like dressed up this week for the wedding? (laughs) You know what? If I didn't have work, chances are I would have been all over that. (laughs) I know. Like I think about like I'm just having like a flashback. I think this was like a Brenda Sunny wedding. Mm -hmm. Like we got all excited and it was like a super event. But anyways, (laughs) just a memory, everyone. Um, (laughs) I must start talking to you. I think we should. (laughs) This is so. I'm gonna have to edit this to make us seem normal um so 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 what did you think when you saw Carly and Obrecht in an elevator space together oh my god like I sat right up I was so excited because we've been kind of talking about this moment and how Obrecht fits into the puzzle and if she's the one that can help um with her bone marrow with Willow and and what that meant for Carly and and that conversation between, you know, two mothers who've gone through loss, two mothers, Willow in the middle, Nina in the middle. And I just could not wait to see one, what Obrick was going to say, how Carly was going to react and, and how it will kind of like come together. Okay. So yeah, I think me too. I was just sort of shocked being like, which directions is going? Because honestly, I do feel like it's world colliding because years ago, you would really never have a Carly character cross an Obrecht character. Like that just wouldn't happen. Like think about like where Obrecht used to be, right? She was like this international villain who stole Robin. They're not really sharing scenes or storylines too much. So already (laughs) that was kind of like a big shock. Um, so Obrecht's mad and it starts off that way. And one of the first things she says and opens with when it comes to Carly was this, you don't know that kind of like suffering basically. And I thought that was interesting for a minute. Cause like everyone is so obsessed with Carly and what Carly does and Carly's forgiven for everything. But in terms of her suffering, I guess they don't remember that like, you know, Carly lost Morgan and had to face the choices she made in terms of being with Sonny and that costing her her son. Michael was kidnapped when he was younger and they thought he was dead. Then he was in a coma for two years. And then Jocelyn had cancer. And then Donna was diagnosed with spinal bifida and that caused like a lot of stress. So, I mean, when it comes to her kids, I think that like, she does know pain. So for me, that was a bit weird, like just knowing the history itself. But then I realized, you know, this conversation between them was a lot less about facts. That's for damn sure. Because even when- Yeah, and way more about um, Carly feeling compassion for Obrecht's loss and feeling she owed her for Brit. So there was a lot happening, but it certainly was not about facts because when Obrecht was all like, you're getting in the way of the relationship with Nina, I was like, what? Like this idea of fixing it, you know? And then Carly was like, their relationship is like that. Because, like that. Honestly, in the moment I was watching, I was starting to question, like, was Obrecht in town? <laughs> like, what does she know? <laughs> like, she's literally heard Nina complain over and over. And whenever Nina ever crossed the line or was telling a story and was ultimately rude or mean, Obrecht would reflect that, right? She'd be like, yeah, they deserved it. And then Nina would like kind of cringe at her own behavior. Mm-hmm. because Obrecht kind of like validated her bad behavior and told her like, good job for doing it. Whereas Nina kind of teetered sometimes in terms of what she did, or she would feel bad. Did you notice that? Like whenever she'd be like, oh, they deserved it, whatever. She kind of pulls back when someone else notices like her bad behavior. Oh, absolutely. And especially with Obrecht. So yes, it was interesting to hear her version of events because she does live on Nina's side of the world. Like, to be honest, I felt like that was a really, that was kind of hard for me because like I said, Obrecht does see Nina for who she is, right? Yes. And, um, and embraces her for it. We used to talk a lot about that, but I feel like Obrecht knows what's up and knows what's what. So it did surprise me that she had this distorted view of Nina when it comes to Willow. Of course, I can understand Obrecht has another layer of suffering right now, and she will look at this differently. She is watching Nina suffer, and over time, Obrecht has become so much more 
maternal. You know, she became more maternal with Brit and also with Nina. And you knew that over time, really valuing the meaning of family more so now. So I do get that. So I just felt like there was just a lot happening in that moment. And I think on some level, Obrecht knew and understood because if she truly believed that Carly actively was manipulating, you know, Willow against Nina, Mm -hmm. I don't think she would have just simply turned away and like said some annoying stuff, you know, like, oh, you're, you're so terrible. I think, I don't think she would have turned away so easily. No. And, and it was really interesting. It's like, it almost felt like she said the things she had to say. Yes. Had to. Exactly. Because of Nina, but Carly kept her calm and mm-hmm. Obrick listened. like they didn't jump down each other's throat. No, it was really two women struggling with all of this, trying to find their way. And when Carly put out that olive branch of, I can't build the bridge for Nina, but you know what? I might be able to build the bridge for you. That sparkle and Obrick's eyes were unbelievable. And that's, and that's when I knew that like, she's, she wants that relationship with Willow and, and yes, she has to stand up for Nina, but she still wants to stand on her own two feet to have her own relationship. Yeah. I think like now that you're talking about it, you're right. She was very excited. And honestly, now that you're saying it, yeah, there is something really important about Obrecht having a relationship with Willow and it wasn't just about Nina. Um, mm-hmm. What did you think about how Carly went about it? Because at this point in time, we just saw a very difficult conversation between Willow and Michael where she's saying, you know, like, look, given how things are shaking out, like I'd rather be at home. Mm -hmm. And that was rough. You know, I love the whole wedding thing and all that stuff, but like Willow and Michael, that was a really emotional conversation. Like I think Willow did an amazing job. Oh yeah. Early start of Willow. She was fantastic. And I think Michael too, you know, like I really felt it from his perspective. Like he feels super helpless. You know, I understand how important it is for Willow to let all these things out, but you saw how much Michael struggled with having to hear it. And he asked a really important question. And I think it reflects, you know, how hard this whole process has been to him, you know, feeling like basically double checking with her because every time there's been a chance to kind of take care of herself, I get that she prioritized her daughter, but Mm -hmm. the decisions ended up causing more risk. And obviously like Michael would not have gotten in the way of her decisions, but it was still a lot to take. And so the fact that he asked her, like, if there is an opportunity for a transplant, like, will you accept it? Like he's so worried that her wanting to go home was her giving up. I know and my heart just completely broke for him because he hasn't really had a chance to let anything out. He's just been strong through this whole thing. So that quiver of vulnerability was, oh, it was hard. Yeah. And so like Carly comes in hearing like, you know, the more pleasant side to things, this idea of like helping them plan a wedding and Willow's happy to see her. I guess I kind of wish I knew What Carly said, because all we saw was like, I have to talk to you alone. And then the next scene was Obrecht and Willow. Me too. But like, I understood why she waited for Michael to leave or that she wanted a private moment with Willow because like it or not, she may not have been there for the first part of the conversation, but she knows the situation and she knows her son. And I think that her and Willow's relationship is strong enough to handle it more so than Michael flying off the handle and getting upset and adding something to the list. Yeah, I think so too. That he might feel like it's too much for her and would want to protect her. And, like, that's the thing. Like, it was interesting when you saw them together because Willow didn't even realize, right, that it wasn't, it went beyond Nina. Like, I don't even think Willow has even wrapped her head around the fact that, like, this means you're related to, like, to Nathan, you know? Like, you're related to Britt. It means that you're related to James, yeah, there, there's there's a lot there, right? And I, and it also strengthens strengthens I feel like a connection to Maxi also like indirectly, but Obrecht was so happy, you know. Mm-hmm. She she <laughs> talked about the ladies and the women and her family, but notice that Willow wasn't like she might have had a bit of a reaction, but she she let Obrecht grab her hand, right? And even though uh-huh. so I watched that scene twice because I was. It almost looked like she was cringy, like Willow. But at the same time, I just think like exactly like what you said. I don't think she realized the depths of how far this goes and what that means for her her living and her getting to know these people. So I don't think it's so much so about her being there, her holding her hand, all the things she said. If she was thinking about Nina, I just think it became bigger. 
oh my gosh, you can see it, right? Like Willow mm-hmm. realizing this woman across from me is actually like my great aunt. Like what? And I would like to see a conversation about Brit. I think yes. that's kind of cool because having a conversation about Brit and maybe even telling Obrecht, you know, in what ways Brit was really like crucial and being her support mm-hmm. in this, you know what I mean? And having taken good care of her and giving her this space to make her own decisions. I think Obrecht might like that, that there was this family connection, even though no one knew at the time. So that would be a conversation that I would love to see. But yeah, like, I mean, what on earth does this mean? Right? Because, I think ultimately we did see that, you know, um, I felt last week, I don't know if it was last week or this week, but like when she was having those conversations with Nina, lumping herself into the unredeemable, which I don't believe that's where Obrecht <laughs> is, to be yes. honest. Yes. Um, like, I don't know what this means. Cause you talked about this. Like she, she was, she didn't like, if you look at it, if you think about it, she didn't really go at Carly all that hard. No, neither of them went at each other all that strong. It was more like (laughs) we, I, we're not on the same side. Yeah. Make it better. Right. You know? And then, well, I could do something (laughs) for you. Cool. Let's go do that. Let you me, let's just go hang out. Like that's ultimately (laughs) like what you saw. And the fact that like, you know, she sees like Carly's not unreasonable. You know what I mean? Like there is a line and she was, she explained what it was. I'm trying to respect Willow's wishes, but if Willow's willing to have a relationship with you, then yeah, like I'll bridge that because you didn't do anything to her. So I think that's interesting. Do you have an idea? I do. You heard that tiny little gasp. Yes, I did. (laughs) Because when you said that, because it was last week that Obrick said that she felt that she fell into that group of like unredeemable people. Mm -hmm. And everybody views Carly as this one person who was a pariah who's able to turn her whole life around. So people really either love her or hate her. And then you have Willow, who's like sunshine in a box of flowers with puppies. She's like just perfect, right? (laughs) So then you have exactly that like that elevator scene just kind of takes a whole different level because here's Obrick being like I'm on the side of bad I think and I'm going through a really hard time because I lost my daughter and here is Carly who forgive like people have forgiven her she's gone through all kinds of things like she's just created this own path for herself and Obrick is going through this like self-confidence thing she doesn't know where she stands anymore she's wavering a little bit so it's like almost like someone somebody brings you into like a warm hug and be like trust me, I know you're okay. Like everything's okay. Just come to the side and everything's going to be fine. Like you are redeemable. So when Mm -hmm. Carly gave her that olive branch, I think that Obrick really wants to be on that side of like warmth. That's who Brit was. Like Brit redeemed herself. That's true. She created this path. So it's like, she's almost, Hmm. she wants those kind of people in her life. So it even lends more to what you're seeing with the conversation with Willow. If Willow has that conversation with Obrick about Brit, it just kind of comes full circle and Again, we're going to have one of those characters that Nina's going to go off the handle and Obrick's going to be like, "Mm, I understand your side, but. Yeah, because Ava's there with that. Yes, exactly. She she doesn't engage too much or she tries not to. Um, But no, like what you're saying makes a lot of sense. Like think about Brit's funeral and think about all the things that they were saying about her and like that whole messaging about Brit and how far she's come and I could see like Obrecht you know looking at her picture and feeling like her daughter really kind of like came full circle and maybe wanting the same for herself or at the very least trying to honor you know Brit in that way right and making like turning your life around basically so yeah I just think that there's going to be a lot there and I do think that there's going to be friction um, because if Obrecht starts to become protective of Willow and mm-hmm. Willow's feelings, mm-hmm. I don't know what that's going to look like. And I so wonder because they've given us this really weird deadline. They've given us a two week deadline to a wedding. They've given us a two week deadline to Sunny's shipment. And I don't mm. know what this means for freaking test results from Obrecht. Okay. That's a lot of really good points. And I just want to add one thing. We also have Willow in the medical field and I think that you know also bodes well for building their relationship oh my gosh that's a really good point but two weeks I'm scared now I know I know um okay so on a on a happy happier note there was a (laughs) there was a wedding and there's gonna be a lot of question marks as I (laughs) talk about this wedding okay but 
Yeah. I, I was really excited to see like a whole wedding. Usually like it gets interrupted and never gets this far. We got to see like a little bit of dancing, a speech. Like I was really into it. Oh my gosh. Literally, I was like, forget the storyline. I was like, they did a really good job producing the whole wedding. Like, yes. first of all, I was, <laughs> I'll give you my two cents. <laughs> I was completely satisfied with the guests. You know, like, you know, like sometimes it just doesn't look full. Like yeah. I was satisfied. Like the scenes looked full enough. They had all of the important wedding moments, like the entrance, the cake cutting, the awkward bouquet toss, the fact yes. that Trina missed most of the wedding. Like I loved <laughs> it. Like I found they really did a good job. Like we got to see like a weird crowd. We got some really cool little like moments, you know, like drunken moments. I think Ava's must have been my favorite yes. of just all of her facial expressions during that entire wedding, her facial expression when Elizabeth went to go make a speech, just <laughs> like her face when I think, yeah, she was my favorite this week. Her face when Sonny went to go talk to her when he was like, thank you for being Nina's friend. And she was just looking at him like, what? Like what's, what, you know, like her face when Sunny leaves them and Nina starts to poke at her and be like, yeah, what about Drew's speech? And she's laughing because she knows like Nina is just a, a type of way about all of that. So she's like, what's wrong with his speech? Like she knows that there's drama there. So I found like Ava really killed it in that department. Okay, my top moment of Ava at the wedding was when Joss was going around filming wedding advice. Yes! Oh my gosh. And I was kind of like wondering the meaning of this. Like, I love that Joss had this, like, she had a best friend job for once. Right? You know what I mean? Like, she wasn't center stage. And that doesn't often happen in the friend scenes, I find. And so... I just, I don't, I didn't know what to think because she, when she goes to do the interview with Ava, it's a giggly little moment. Like, what did you say? And then Ava flips it and says something nice. But then like Sunny and Nina are there and Josh just turns around and leaves. So okay, I but just... also that scene caught my eye because Ava is just sporting the best makeup that matches her dress. This metallic beautiful purple and Joss is sporting this hot pink dress like they were the mm -hmm. ones that stood out the most like Nina was wearing like a gray color Elizabeth was wearing black okay Terry was wearing a gorgeous very colorful dress too but in that moment just with Joss and Ava those brilliant colors like it made me wonder what's to come for the two of them and their relationship growth because they have a weird connection don't you yes. find like without always knowing in the sense that like Joss feels so like her world has been a little bit changed at the idea that like Ava could have died you yes. know what I mean and she worried for her but again all of this in private they have that connection through Trina you know it's also her sister's mother there's just so much history between them but yet we don't always get a lot of like juicy scenes with those two but I I really feel you on this I feel like there's a lot of potential there and I think those two characters together could really like blow it up and something amazing could happen if there is a story that links them more closely together but I mean the drama sort of starts early with just like the t like the 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 fact that Dex was there and Spencer oh, oh, I know I know um but I guess Spencer won that round but like Trina was not impressed she wasn't impressed, but she didn't shy away too far. <laughs> no, no, she still stayed super close, but Sunny had to leave. I kind of felt bad for Joss because, like, you know, I'm sure she wanted him there. And I just kind of love that the girls were with who they really wanted to be. Like, I love Cam, but these two girls had been struggling for feeling bad about how they felt. Yes, yes, I totally agree. I am so, sad you didn't get to stay as well. <laughs> yeah, but I mean, I guess they kind of had to resolve this thing between Joss and Spencer first. So notice that reinforcement of a Joss-Spencer bond relationship that, you know, they came to an understanding where she's like, I still think that you're too good for Trina. Mm -hmm. but like I get to spend time with whoever I want. Like just a little bit of that understanding I liked. Me too, but it really did make me think of you during that scene with the four of them, with Dax and Joss and Spencer and Trina, because you're like, in the future, like super far in the future, just seeing them kind of fight that way and that fire between them, 
being married later. Like, I don't know. Like, I kind of saw no, it. No, it's straight up going to be in a montage. Like, it's going to <laughs> land in a montage. Like, think about, think about, like, let's say when Carly married Jason and then, like, he dies. Um, like when he died the last time, like they had an insane <laughs> montage of like their 20 year friendship. Yes. You know what I mean? So no, I definitely think that, that we have like some like super special things to come, especially with like those characters for sure. Okay. So now we're like getting a whole sense of the guests. Elizabeth decides to like keep her mouth shut and show up to this wedding. I love that Terry and Yuri were there. I love yes. like the lightness that they bring and like the super fun vibe that the two of them bring. Um, what else? Okay. So so now we have a Jordan Stella conversation. <laughs> mm-hmm, mm-hmm. What did you think of that? Like those two are like little besties, sudden, <gasps> sudden besties. <laughs> like, I don't even know what to make of it because there's a lot of love and respect there. And it is a messed up situation that, you know, you can't just march in and tell the whole world somebody else's business. So I was really proud of Stella for just like calling it in sick. <laughs> Yep, she tried. She tried so hard to keep her mouth shut. But I guess it's different when people show up <laughs> to your door. But when Jordan was there, did you notice that she like she tried to put this the she tried to change the subject and make it about Jordan's like love life as a whole, yes. given that it was Valentine's Day? Do you know what I'm thinking? No. <laughs> I'm thinking, what if Jordan starts dating Portia's brother? <gasps> I freaking I, love it. I say this just because Stella made a point of asking about her love life. Uh-huh. Specifically. Yes. And, like, there's no way Portia's brother can leave because, um, no, I think this is going to be good. <laughs> She's going to need one person that's going to want to talk to her, like, after this whole thing. Um, but there was, like, this is not how I thought it would go, right? So Jordan, again, leaves. She's, like, telling Portia, I was never going to rat you out. I'm just telling you your life's going to blow up if you don't <laughs> handle your business. And honestly, I'm watching Portia. So that's the thing. Like you said, weddings never go this far. We never get, like, the full wedding. It all it, it stops normally. So at this point, you're thinking, like, what are they going to do? Because now they're asking, does anyone object? And no one does. Yeah. And then Portia gets nervous. And then she's like, nope, no, 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 we're going to do this. And I just kept thinking, wow, <laughs> like, nerves of steel, this one. Right? Like, I, part of me was like a little impressed of how far she was going to push this. Me too. Oh my gosh. And then you, do you know what occurred to me? Like, again, a little late in all of this, but what occurred to me was remember how Curtis was with um, Drew being like, how I can never forgive a life changing secret. He was all mad that Carly <laughs> didn't tell Nina about her daughter for like nine months. Like who cares? Yeah. And then I just, and then he was like all judgy. Like, you dodged a bullet. Like, don't bring her to my wedding. I'm with <laughs> Nina. And then the fact that, like, it happened to him, but worse, kind of made me laugh. <laughs> I'm sorry. I, just... <laughs> I know. I know. I mean, you're just waiting for it. Like, I know. Yes. It's so bad. Like, not only did, was, like, Trina kept from him all his life, but just the past few years, like, it's really bad when you think about how Curtis thinks. Because he focuses accounts all the ways that you lie to him. <laughs> he puts a point system, too. Oh, man. Do you know what I also loved? How, like, Curtis threw some love to Taggart during his vows. I know. I was like, <laughs> I was like this is amazing. I think, Kurt, like, Curtis is obsessed with being a stepdad and kind of really loves Taggart also. I think so, too. I think he's like, a man crush on him, which is totally cute. Have your little romance, whatever. But, like, you put them side by side, and they're they're just such different guys. Like, Taggart's very, like, it's sunny, and he knows that there's stuff that went on, but he will still shake that man's hand. He is happy for Curtis. He will support Portia. Like, he is that man, okay? Mm-hmm. And Curtis is like, you lie. I hate you. 
I know. Curtis still can't even accept that, like, Miss Wu, uh, like, owns him. You know what I mean? Like, he's still in denial. Like, how long has this been going on where everybody knows that Miss Wu runs things? And, and he's just like, no. No. Yeah. Yeah. He's like, I'll take this. And then he's going to do that thing where he's like, wait a second. Whoa. I owe you something now. It's like, it's super funny. I thought we were friends. Oh, my gosh. And like, when you're talking about Taggart, I know this is like really bad, but part of me is like, okay, but you're telling me Taggart has zero opinion on Sunny right now? Like, they're not best friends. He knows who Sunny is as a person. He knows his history. I'm sure Taggart knows who Nina is and what she did. I would love <laughs> to hear, like, an old school, like, no holds bar, like, full-blown, like, because, you know, it's not like he's an old friend like Laura, where Laura's been actively in his life, so she's super gentle about the Nina thing and being like, I'll support you, I love you. Like, Taggart's not that guy. So part of me really, like, felt like I would love to have heard, like, Taggart's opinion on Nina. But that was just, like, a side note, like, a super, like, something I was interested in because of the history there. Oh, 100%. I could just picture them in a dim room having, like, a glass of scotch and being like, man, what's up with that? <laughs> I, I I swear I would kill because that would be so real, right? Like, right? so real. Like, based on, like, their history, and, like, he doesn't care about hurting Sonny's feelings. No. <laughs> so, I mean, I, I would love it. Like, what happened to you? Like, you know what I mean? Like, you used to run this town. <laughs> you got oh, soft, man. man. <laughs> yeah, I would have really, really loved to have seen that. Okay, so everything right now is going super cute at the wedding. We've got some amazing moments. Apparently, Elizabeth gave a speech to die for that everyone's raving about that we'll never, never know. <laughs> we can only imagine. um marshall performed <laughs> yep <laughs> okay and one of my favorite favorite moments was tj's speech like seriously seriously how much more in love do i need to be with tj right now when he said <gasps> like the word like step cousin doesn't suffice yeah. Like, you're like a sister to me and even molly was like oh my gosh it's a good thing we're in a hotel <laughs> those two i know out there i know they're very like they really like each other still i know and it was it, oh my gosh it was portia's vows where she's like you you push my buttons in, in in a really good way and i'm like just wait portia okay yep. like just give it a few years but whatever <laughs> Okay, something else at the wedding. Um, Nina. So we were talking about how like Nina uh had an opinion about Drew's speech. What did you think about her actual interaction with Drew? It was so entertaining. It was like, I'm gonna try to be a human. Oh, I can't hold it together. I'm too impulsive. Okay, I'm gonna try to be a human. Oh, I can't, I can't, I can't do it. <laughs> oh my gosh, I'm laughing because just the way you're saying it, I could like picture that big what she's saying in her head because like drew is like a cartoon he's like tj nice right yeah and like he knows who nina is and i'm just laughing because in my head i'm thinking to myself like nina complains all the time that like she's people treat her like a pariah and the moment someone like drew <laughs> treats her like as a normal wedding guest yes she seizes the opportunity to attack right and i just wish like at some point like sunny would catch the switch over Okay, I would really too. love if if he caught a switchover where like she trash talks the family mm -hmm. because I because like I mean if she starts talking about Michael at this point or even Carly like I feel like at some point Sonny's got to be like well that's not really like an accurate picture like what you're saying like it has to be something so jarring but I do look forward to the day where he catches that and I don't even know anymore right because I feel like they're so the same that I don't even know I really don't. I would love if she was, you know, her switch flipped when she's talking to Ava and Ava is defending Carly. Like for me, that would be like the ultimate moment. That would be really funny. Because Sunny and, and, is, that would explode, right? Like, what do you do with that? Oh my gosh. Also at the wedding, do you know what freaked me out? Every time Laura looked at Ava. Yes. Oh my God. I wrote it down. Yes. Oh my gosh. She's like, mm, she knows more. And also just like how you're saying this idea of like, what if like, you know, Sunny catches Ava defending Carly, but I look, I don't know what's going on. Obviously like Ava is thinking like, I got to move a body later. 
and her and Sonny are talking and he's like, I'd be happy if I never see him again. And part of me is like, no, like there's no way. Like, you know, like we, we talked last time, like why Ava being the one to kill Nicholas, you know, this is something Sonny could have taken on if Avery was a threat. But then I just thought about it. Like we keep talking about these parallels between Spencer and Michael. And I mean, look what happened when Michael found out that like, Sonny killed his father and Mm. like we can't afford that kind of rupture between Sonny and Spencer so I really like to hope that Sonny stays away from um knowing anything about the Nicholas thing me too like I really do think like like I said it last week it has to be thrown on somebody else and Ava no matter the suffering has to live with this and we already know who's going to be blamed for it but we'll touch on that later yeah, I there there's a I didn't think that story alone would grow to this degree or this many people right. would you know kind of land on that storyline. But anyways, we'll get to that, but back to the wedding for now. So, okay. So the wedding is going on and everyone is being over dramatic about the fact that like Trina's not there to make a speech. I know. <laughs> and I was just like I should Portia's like I guess it's our hiccup. I'm like, guys, like you know, first off, Drew, like, you did mostly a good job hosting the wedding, but any good host would make sure that the people giving the speeches are there before you intro them. And I'm just saying, like, she could have been in the washroom, whatever, but did everyone need to wait it out like that? Like, you could have just kept the ball rolling. So that was, like, one of my pet peeves about it. I was like, can everyone just chill? But then I felt kind of bad for Portia because I'm like, it's pretty bad. Like, Trina's missing, like, a huge chunk of this wedding (laughs) but then my mind went elsewhere because I'm like first okay so obviously they were at the metro core but I couldn't really recognize like the room and then I realized it's the nurse's ballroom yes but everything was just positioned a little differently because I'm like I don't I'm like are they upstairs downstairs so anyways once my mind got wrapped around (laughs) that that they were in a hotel okay and then and then like we saw that Stella was in a hotel and then when Trina and Spencer went to go see her I'm like is Stella at the Metro Court that's what I was thinking I'm like oh my word seriously so then I was like but why are you wearing a coat and what other (laughs) hotel would she be staying at if not the Metro Court right because she has a long-standing relationship with Carly yes you know and and Sunny's family so that was super weird to me, but the hotel she was staying at doesn't look like a typical Metro Court room, but it's the hotel they use every time they're out of town. Kind of like when Carly was in Florida. That's true. So then I was work. like, is that why they put their coats on? Because they were walking to Florida? I don't know. Anyways, <laughs> I just can't get over the fact that they put coats on and went somewhere. I'm like, what hotel is she staying at? Sorry. Anyways. That's okay. There was a lot of new sets this week. I understand. It's difficult. <laughs> What other new sets? Our little Sam and Dante. Oh yeah, they got some sets. Okay, sorry. We'll get we'll get we'll get <laughs> creepy. We'll get creepy. We'll get creepy later. So, <laughs> okay. So I was dying. So so Trina's there trying to confront Stella, and I'm like, is this gonna be like when Stella did all that guessing with Jordan? But I could not. <laughs> I could not believe how that conversation was going to. And it makes me think of like a funny moment when like Stella was uh, debating what to do with Jordan. And she said something like, I, th- I don't want this to like hurt Curtis. And I mm. believe Jordan replied w- with something like, well, he'll be hurt a little bit at the beginning. Yeah. <laughs> like, like just started dismissing it. It made me <laughs> laugh so hard because Jordan was like, just do it. Just do it. Just do right? it. Like I told you. <laughs> and so then that conversation, I felt like, oh my gosh, Stella, like you're saying a lot of things. Like that's a load of hints. She gave all the players and said multiple times, Trina, this will impact you deeply. Yes. It'll impact you, Curtis, <laughs> your mom, mostly you. And I love you and I'm there for you, but your world will be turned up side down and I'm like seriously Trina like nothing like not a hint not a clue and with all that information she's all mad at her mom and part of me is like how do you be mad at an imaginary problem like you don't know like you don't know like she's saying her mom is hiding something but like you don't know what it is like I'm trying to think would I be mad or curious I'd be curious I'd be like but Trina was like mad well, yeah, because Stella was talking in riddles. I mean, there were really good riddles, but Trina wasn't picking up what she was putting down. So, yeah, I would just be like, okay, what's next? 
Oh my gosh. So when she shows up, because I was thinking like when she was with Stella, I was like, oh my gosh, is this how it's going to go down? Like, will Trina be the one to bust up the wedding and like just have it out publicly? But nothing happened as you thought it would. So it wasn't as public as I would have liked it to be. Mm -hmm. So when Trina comes in, I don't know what to think about this. So now, like, look. Portia's been obsessed about having this wedding, okay? And and like stealing the deal. And so then when Joss is like, do you want to wait for Trina for the bouquet? She's like, no. Like she really wanted to move forward. Yeah. With like all her wedding plans, Trina or not. And she was like, it's fine. I don't want her to catch the bouquet anyway. (laughs) And also, did you catch that when Portia threw the bouquet? Did you notice that Nita was standing nervously directly behind her? No, I didn't. <laughs> but it goes over her head and falls in front of Trina. And That's also, amazing. I just, I mean, we can't not mention this. You know, like Nina's tendency to like treat Sunny like a kindergartner? Yep. Did you did you catch when she did that? So like at this point, like so many wedding events are happening, speeches, Elizabeth gives hers, everyone's like having toast. Oh, that was a thing. So like Nina, all like, oh my God, did you not love Elizabeth's speech? It's so sweet. And it was like, ah. And like her <laughs> her and Sunny don't have much of a reaction to this like lovey dovey speech, but like Nina's all about it. And then she starts obsessing over Sunny. Did you need more food? Are you hungry? I'm going to get something to put in your belly. And the way that she taps him and talks to him like a kindergartner, I was like, it's hilarious. And then the moment she walks away, they have like a grown-up conversation. I find it really funny. Like, they do such a good job of inserting those moments and showing how, like, Ava, Sunny, same level, Nina, Sunny, no. At all. Like, I love it. Like, yes, definitely one of my favorite scenes. And then Ava's like, overcompensating much (laughs) oh my gosh yes the fact that Ava said it out loud was super funny I loved it they they did such a good job with that's what I mean like the wedding was freaking phenomenal because of all of these little moments that they stuck in okay so now like the drama happens Trina shows up and kind of like I did feel bad for Portia like sort of ruins the wedding like she misses a lot of it and then shows up being like I need you to tell me the truth I don't know about what but I'm pretty sure (laughs) I should be mad and then they get everyone to leave. And I was like, oh, man, I wish it was more dramatic than that. But then, you know, Portia wants to go talk to her in private. What did you think about that? I was like, okay, so, again, Nerves of Steel, she is going with this story till the bitter end. So, I'm like, she wants to take yeah. away so she can convince her that either nothing's happening or convince her to keep the secret, too. Like, I just, mm. she was just trying to save her skin. And I was... I was just really curious, like, how she was going to explain this. Because it's like, when she talks to Jordan, she's just like a slippery slope of random words. Yeah. And I couldn't wait to hear how it was going to go down. It was quite similar in the beginning. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Uh, But it's just funny when you think about the wedding. Like, every time Portia looked worried and she would look at Trina, Trina kept going, like, it's okay. Just do wedding. Just get married. Like, it was just, it was so funny but yeah like she finally spits it out Trina finally puts it all together it was so good like Trina was quick on her feet when Portia was like I didn't see the point of telling you and she's like you're a doctor and you didn't see the point of finding out who my father actually was and I thought it was interesting what she says uh, what is it? I was like, tell that to Curtis because she said it didn't matter to find out because Taggart is her father in all the ways that count. And I oh. mean, I can understand it completely. Portia saying this to Trina, but like, try telling that to Curtis. And she kept telling Trina that she was sorry, but I don't know. Like, I wasn't buying that Portia was sorry. She was kind of giving off Nina vibes in the way that she was saying it. Yes. Okay. So I felt a lot of that too. Like my favorite part of it though, was the timeline breakdown. So Portia giving a timeline, but not actually seeing what the issue is. No. She's just like, well, I was married. Then I had an affair and he was gone. Then your dad liked me again. Then I was pregnant and here you are. <laughs> I know. I know. I she it. like, she got as close to the truth that she could allow herself right this is something she really did not want to face and has fought for years to just believe what worked best for her like to believe what she could live with 
Ooh, all of that is gold. What you're saying, close to the truth, as she could handle that is yeah. Real. I, I like I I yeah, and and I definitely think that was um that was Portia. It's just so strange, right? Because Portia has been this like basic like model citizen, yes. and I just find it funny that this keeps coming <laughs> up about her. It's just that, like, in the recent episodes, you have, like, Taggart going to Jordan. Like, are you worried that she cheated on me? She didn't even, like, <laughs> cheat on Curtis. And she's, like, super dishonest. And then, like, when when Trina went to go talk to Stella, it comes up. Wait a second. Are you having, like, second thoughts that my mom cheated on my dad years ago with Curtis? That was 20 years ago. Do you think she'll cheat on Curtis now? And I was like, wow. They're, like, <laughs> dragging her. Aww. And I, I just find it funny that, like, you know, for years we've seen her one way. And then they're just kind of bringing up, like, you know, the worst moment in her life. And... I don't know. My heart broke for Trina. And that's the thing. All of it is still a question mark. It's not like Trina necessarily got answers. And the funniest to me is like Spencer downstairs having to deal with grandpa, dad, stepdad, and all of them being like, he's got answers. I just thought it was super funny. And I like Spencer just say things, just say words. I kind of wish Spencer did tell Taggart about Esme escaping at the end. I'm just saying. Oh my but, god, me too. But he held his own yeah. with those men, which made me really proud. And I felt like it was important for that scene to happen because whatever happens in the future with him and Trina, if they live yeah. together, if they run away and get married, like if he could face that, he'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. And um, I think it's a big deal that Taggart, you know, was cool with Trina going off with Spencer, like in the end and all that stuff. Yes. I do think that there is a lot there. So anyways, Taggart and Curtis, soups worried, go up to find out what's going on. Um, gave Trina two seconds and she just blurts it all out. <laughs> You know, Taggart says his piece. Um, I thought, like, I can't wait for more of this conversation, but I thought Curtis would be, like, more mad. Okay, fair point. Like, but here's the thing, though. What she said to him when she broke down her (laughs) timeline then, I was on board. (laughs) Oh, my gosh, yeah. Like, I was actually going to say that. Like, I I enjoyed it. Like, I'm super fascinated by this. We've been waiting so long because we know how Curtis is. But, like, the way it starts off slowly, like, you left me. He's like, yeah, because you were married. And because you lied. And because I wasn't, <laughs> it was, it just sounded so bad because now it's just like, it were, it's really being shoved in her face that she has, you know, lied a lot. And something that like Trina brought up was that your whole everything, like the lies, your choices that you made regarding the situation was about you, not about like everyone else. Yes. And I do see that. I do see that. You know what I mean? It really was about what was best for Portia. But I agree and I disagree. Because when I heard Portia, like, describe the scenario, I'm like, well, yeah. Like, why would I choose door number one? A guy who doesn't want me. I am single mom and, like, part-time dad. Yeah. No. Or, like, my husband who's suddenly nice to me. Right? And, like, we could be a family, and we're going to do it together, and I'm not going to be alone. And, like, he doesn't hate me, because in her mind, she's like, Curtis despises me. And he didn't really do a good job of saying, like, of, like, he said I didn't despise you, but then he tells her, I mean, look, I left you, but I would never leave my daughter. But I don't <laughs> think that made her feel super good, because no. I think that's what she was exactly what she was trying to avoid. You know what I mean? Like, I didn't want to constantly feel that, you know, rejection from you. Yes. And, you know, the like, it's just too much. Like, accepting Trina, not her, not having the life she wanted. So, I mean, in all fairness, in those moments when she was choosing, like, the two paths in which her life could go, I was like, yeah, I don't think I would track down Curtis to tell right? him. Right? Yeah. <laughs> and, then, and then he's like, but what, what about when you came back to town and I asked him <laughs> if she was mine? She's like, well... I wanted to believe she was staggered, so that's the reality I went with. I was like, fair point. Fair point. What are you going to do now, Curtis? She's making a lot of sense. She's making a lot of sense. I am sold. Oh, my God. I love it so much. Like, I love this story so much. Right? It's so fascinating. So, like. I just, I'm all over this, but what I love the most is, like, the Taggart-Trina moment, because oh, yeah. he did 
the dad action. Like, Curtis is hanging out with his wife being mad, but Taggart did the dad thing. And I loved what he said. You know, when she says, aren't you mad? He's like, I don't care. You're like, you're my daughter. I will. Mm-hmm. I was your father. I'll always be your father. And I think, like, that's rough. Um, but Taggart is just this, I don't know, this certain, together, yes. reliable mm-hmm. guy. He doesn't mm-hmm. give a crap about nothing. Mm-hmm. I can tell you right now, the DNA to him means nothing. And, like, if it comes out that she's Curtis's, like, Taggart's, like, not going to care at all <laughs> think about that. So, I mean, I feel like Taggart is going to hold his space in her life fair. But it's kind of like what TJ went through, right? You know, making space for different important father figures that he had. Um I don't know, it's tricky because as much as Portia's saying she doesn't know, we know that Trina had a had a close match. Right? Yes. So I think it I hurts a lot, but I but imagine all of this and then she belongs to Taggart, but now Curtis has to wrestle with this ethical question that you believed she could have been mine and you still kept it from me. So good. <laughs> Either way, it's super bad for Portia, but I could see like her brother maybe staying in town. Yes, he needs to stay. He's cute. He'll be a good add-on. Yeah, I would like to see more of her brother. Um, <laughs> if that's if that's possible. If you're listening, anybody out there, um, let's make it happen. <laughs> okay, okay. Speaking of sexy times, like Dante said the word naked, and I was like, oh my gosh, are you talking to me? Okay. <laughs> I like couldn't believe it. He's like, Oh, are you just gonna hang back naked in the bed? I was like, Are you allowed to say sexy words from a sexy mouth like that? What? I didn't know. Like, what? Anyways, if we okay, so we went to a show many, many years ago, probably about nine years ago, because my daughter's yeah. gonna be nine on Saturday. Oh my god, we saw the clean cut version of the actor Dante at this event. If we yeah. saw him now, oh boy, I would have to hold you back. <laughs> I, I remember, well, no, you wouldn't, because I'm mute when I see these people in person <laughs> and I just be like frozen statue somewhere. Like, I remember I have a picture with him. And I wanted to send those out as my thank yous for wedding. Because I got the picture. I'm like, look at this. Doesn't this make sense, you think? Should we send those out? <laughs> yeah, it would have been confusing to many, many people. Anyways, so so they go to their small town. They go to this bar. They locate... Mm-hmm, mm-hmm person they they need to find um johnny's convinced of this but look i don't have time to like rewind and double check this okay. so when we're when we were watching you know how she says like i'm bad at trivia yes and then she lists all the spice girls i was like there you have it she's her right the trivia yes but then at one point she says something like good luck with like finding esme prince and then johnny goes they never gave a last name. I'm like, oh, they, maybe they did. Maybe they didn't. He's like, I'm convinced they never said Esme Prince. I'm like, they could have. I don't know. But I'm really not going to rewind right now. So I don't know if that's true. But either way, Sam figured it out. She did. I loved her questioning the lady and just her, like, doing her little recon. Like, Sam really shines. She's really well. She works really well with Dante. And it makes her, like, very good at closing cases. <laughs> <laughs> And they still gonna figure out something now that she's with him. Um, so what I what I did not understand till much later, I'm like, why is she going berserk? Like she keeps stuffing things in her purse, this Marjorie person. She's stealing money, she's packing a bag. I'm like, where is she going? And then she was gonna hit Dante with a bat. I'm like a cricket bat, no less, which I was so proud. Oh my gosh. And so finally they were able to get some answers. So a lot's happening simultaneously now. So Heather has this brilliant plan that she just is going to take this rando pregnant woman <laughs> and just say, did you want to go for a ride? And then <laughs> I, I don't know. So that whole prison break is, is going into action. 
at the same time that Dante sort of reassures this woman that she's safe from Ryan, did you oh, catch yeah. a really important part? And he's like, how could you be sure that Esme belongs <laughs> to Ryan? And she's like, because there was a brooch. And I was like, well, I mean... Jewelry, right? Jewelry in Port Charles is synonymous with DNA. Yeah, that, I, totally, I totally wrote that down. So I don't even know what that means. Like, I don't know if that's meant to, like, confirm these facts or it's just not true and Esme's origin story is far from being solved or not like Felicia I don't know I don't know I'm kind of hoping that Ryan Chamberlain is not her father like just I wanted to keep this maybe it is Jeff Weber right I would much prefer that because then there's the whole Elizabeth connection it would make more sense yeah yeah, I don't. I don't know because it's like every time I go, like, oh, maybe Ryan's not her father. I keep forgetting the other part to the story where Heather comes in and says, like, yes, it was me. Remember that time? And she obviously knew Esme's name, right? So she I did. feel like I feel like I guess Esme is her mom. So I don't. I don't know. Like I don't know. The brooch thing kind of like screwed it up for me. Like it's making me confused. But also, Heather was obsessed with Ryan, but it could have been a Portia situation where the timelines were blurred. Could have been Jeff, could have been Ryan. We don't know. That's true. That's true. It would be interesting if it was Jeff Weber because he was in the prison, right? It was weird. Like the whole thing was weird when she had that convo with him at Spring yes. Ridge. And we know that he cheats all the time. Yes. Okay, so that could still be an option. So now poor Esme, like, I freaking feel Aww. bad for this girl. Like, yeah. she literally doesn't know. She knows this guy's a psycho. He's like, I'm your daddy, and we're taking you. She's like, <laughs> what on earth is happening with these wackadoos? And then it's like, she's literally feeling bad for Mac. Like, she's genuinely scared. Aww. Like, she is not escaping. Yeah. So I actually feel for her, and I'm kind of loving the amnesia. I would prefer her not to get her memory back. Seamsies. Because I prefer this kind of direction. It's a bit of a reset. And I feel like there's so many kind of options now. And so, like, I was worried for Mac. And then um, at this point, Ava is constantly summarizing why she murdered Nicholas back at <laughs> the island. <laughs> and the more they keep stalling to go to this, the wherever, the closet stall, I don't know, mm-hmm. makes me think he's not going to be there. Because they won't stop delaying going to the stables so all of this is happening felicia and max date was like the cutest freaking thing on earth because they made it yeah because they made it clear that mac knows what felicia's that she's up to stuff but that he can't know and they just have their little understanding so of course when ryan said there was one more stop i'm like okay like he's seriously like obsessed with ava but not in Mm -hmm. a million years that i think those two would have been there and open the door to Ryan, like not in a million years. Oh, see, but I love Felicia and Ava. Like ever since Ava and them worked together on that other project before. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> it's so nice when she gets to interact with like Flora, Felicia, like, and Felicia's so good because they're both really strong. And just when they were egging Ryan on trying to say that he's weak. <laughs> Sad. I loved it, but it was, it was Ava's face for me. Like she never fluttered like the way she yes. stared at him she was very in control I love the way the two women supported each other but obviously yes. knowing Austin was also there I know so I kept wondering at what point would he come into play like every time Ryan had the girls move like whether they were like near the fireplace and like, okay, we're gonna mm-hmm. see Austin through like the glass and then like on the couch and then all of a sudden he straight up comes in the front entrance and it seemed really loud. Oh, it makes sense. Heather saw him. Anyways. So um, mm. now he's there and he's going to do something. I thought he was going to do something more physical. I didn't think he'd right? the phone and be like, 911. <laughs> ah, like, he's going to kill one of them. And so then, like, what I thought was strange is that notice that there were, like, times where the hook killer grabbed a hook on sight. Yes. Okay. Um... I was like, how does she always have a hook? Right? Because, like, she came from Spring Ridge. And I'm like, does she just never leave home without it? <laughs> like, part of me is like, where are you getting these? Like, does everyone just have them everywhere? At Okay. So now I just hope that Austin didn't get hooked. I was so scared. 
because it went like slow motion a little bit and then you saw the hook and I was like no he cannot get hooked like this cannot go down this way no and it's just like he's gonna die and come back as another character (laughs) 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 um but now it's just getting tricky right because Austin's coming back I don't know did he did he check on Nicholas? And now you have Victor, who's obviously not going to let Nicholas escape that easily. But, right. like, Ryan Chamberlain's on your property. Felicia, Austin, Heather, Esme. You know, the police are going to come. Like, what? So crazy. So crazy. There's so much going on. And I love that, like, that... Okay, first of all, they got the information, right, about Ryan Chamberlain. So now... They know about the escape, but they don't know about Ryan. So I love how that comes full circle. Dante's on the phone with Jordan. He's using tentative language. Like, Esme believes Ryan is her father. And then Jordan Mm -hmm. straight up is like, Ryan's her dad. Just facts. (laughs) Facts. And then Laura is like, okay, so, like, he's in on it. And then they get all that confirmation from the warden. But now Laura is questioning, like, but why would Heather take a pregnant woman to escape? So now they've made the connection about who the father is. So I wonder how long it's going to be before Laura puts that together. And then Matt gets the call and immediately, hello, like the obsession with Ava. So now Laura knows where to go. So now you have Laura heading there, Jordan. Like, it's just madness. Madness, I tell you. (gasps) Do you think even Anna and like like Valentina are going to go too? Like now that they're done haunting that poor woman. (laughs) I, I know she's done a lot of bad things, but like, yes. oh my gosh, she's she's freaking out. But Anna now suspects that something's wrong. And I just feel like everyone is going to meet up in Windermere. I love it. Like, I love it so much. Like, I cannot wait for Monday. Yes, I'm super excited. Oh, do you know what's a weird moment? <laughs> now that, like, we're coming to an end? Yes, of course. <laughs> I have so many weird, random, disconnected things to talk about. You have one minute to go. <laughs> okay, so uh, one thing. Um, uh, Nina talking about uh, wanting to be at her daughter's wedding one day. I know. What delusion I, is that? <laughs> I was like, first of all, like, she's dying. Okay, like, just pointing that out. <laughs> and then, and then, like, she doesn't is even she know crash? about the- what do you mean? Crash the wedding in two weeks. Well, that's the thing. I'm thinking to myself, like, like <gasps> for, first of all, she doesn't even know there's a wedding. That's what's so bizarre about that statement. I was like, how delusional are you? Because that's the thing with Nina. It's like she wants it fixed. It's like everyone's telling her, like, in time. Like, you have time. Like, you could repair mm. it. But it's like in Nina's wow. mind, it's like, my daughter doesn't have much time and should she get married? I want to be there. Like everything should be fixed in a day. And if it's not, she's going to keep losing it. Like not getting what she wants is too much for her. Liesl's going to be invited to the wedding and that's going to push Nina a little further off the cliff. <laughs> yeah, I think so. Yeah. Cause what is it? I think she said she will dance at Willow's wedding. And that's what I was like, how fast does she feel? think she's gonna repair the damage should she even live like she's estimated that she'll accomplish this in a whole two weeks i mean she doesn't know that there's a timeline but there is it's two (laughs) weeks um okay yeah we did the things we covered the stuff i'm gonna (gasps) say my line (laughs) (laughs) just one thing can i share that do you know what i nicknamed sunny and nina what? Because I find them like a bit annoying. Oh So I use the most annoying merging of their names and I call them Nani. <laughs> wow, that is annoying. Yeah, it's really annoying. But I loved I loved how they threw out a nod to Brick, like the real person. They said, Oh, was that Brick calling to talk basketball scores? Because like that's what the actor does. Oh, yeah, he does sports, because I do see my sports sports. network when my husband watches sports. Yeah. (laughs) Like, what are you doing here? You're not on teams. (laughs) (laughs) Do you want, I'll I'll share something with you that only people who know sports would understand. I barely understood it. So Johnny and Ricky were talking about, um, because they play ball hockey. Mm-hmm. And he was telling Ricky that it's important to get sliders. And I was like, why is it important that he eat mini burgers before <laughs> hockey? I don't, even, I don't even understand. Apparently, it's some kind of sporting equipment. I mean, it makes more sense, but my head would have gone there too. <laughs> I was like, yes, bring them on. 
Well, that is a perfect note to add my favorite line to. Okay. When Ava is opening the door to Austin and he's checking her out up and down, he's like, oh, you changed. She's like, yeah, chic to shady and no time flat. <laughs> oh, my God. I love them. But I thought he was supposed to go with her to the wedding. Oh, yeah. I forgot about that. Maybe. I don't know. I forget. But I feel like she said, you have to stay with me. I do remember that, too. Well, anyway, they're together now, and hopefully he saves her, and their love can begin. And they're not hooked. Um, Okay, so I'm going to ask you for stars now, but I'm going to give my star first. (laughs) Okay, go ahead. (laughs) To, you know, warm things up, because I don't want you to get scared, okay? Okay, thank Um, you. I'm giving a star. We gave one already to Willow, but a cute star for, like, at the end of the wedding, when everybody's kind of hanging out at the Metrocorp and the restaurant and the bar... And there's this moment where, like, Finn and Elizabeth are kind of having this conversation, but I could not even take my eyes off of Terry and her boyfriend for, like, a second. They were standing in front of the elevator, being so stinking cute, giggling and hugging, and I, like, I don't even know what happened with Elizabeth and Finn, to be honest. I know. I totally loved their vibe. They were so cute, Terry and them, and I loved how Yuri was like, why aren't you together? I was like, <laughs> Finn and Elizabeth's drama is bringing down the vibe. Those are ideal wedding guests. Right. Terry and Yuri, so, just saying. So cute. So stars to them. Okay, your turn. Stars. Stars to Sante, Dante, and Sam. Stars to Taggart. Stars to Trina, Portia, Curtis, Stella, Jordan, Spencer, um, Ava, uh, Marshall. Stop me, please. Stop. <laughs> I, gonna, Why are I'm you gonna... letting this happen? <laughs> start of Obrecht. Start of the elevator scene. Start of the scene with Obrecht and Willow. Please make it stop. It was, you know what? We're just going to say Felicia. It was a great Flora. <laughs> the credits are going. The music's coming on at the Grammys. They're shoving you off the stage. <laughs> Porsche's brother. Oh my gosh. We talked about all of the things. <laughs> Esme. Folks. That's a wrap. Have a lovely weekend. Bye. Bye.